0: Welcome to episode fourteen of In Your Element, a gaming podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Adler. Today, I welcome back Matt Jeffrey to the show. Matt, how's your day going over there in England?
1: Yeah, it's been okay today, man. It's like um, I, I feel like we're, we're slowly creeping into winter now. It's getting so cold here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's you know, like it's dark. It's it's miserable, and oh man, I just to be honest, I can't wait for winter to come. But um, I'm more of a winter guy, but yeah i'm kind of just i'm dreading it at the same time how about you
0: uh it's it's starting to get cold in the desert too We're hitting like the the eighties range now during the day, which is like quote unquote cold out here so uh but the night times have been really nice it's been uh it's been good to get outside and get that nice crisp cool desert air so I also am looking forward to the winter It's been a pretty hot summer this year
1: yeah for sure we we had a we had a kind of average summer if i'm honest it wasn't like it was nothing spectacular. I, I think the, the climate of the UK, the the south, especially where I'm from, it's just like rain and just kind of mm-hmm. it never it never gets too hot and it never gets like too cold. Yeah, so we're in that we're in that kind of mid range, nothing spectacular kind of scenario.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was out there probably about four years ago, and it was in like February, January, February timeframe, and it was nice. It was like you know typical gloomy. New e- or, uh, England weather but uh, it wasn't bad it was it was really nice when i was there i enjoyed it
1: yeah i mean yeah i mean the spring and the autumn can be quite nice here so mm-hmm. that's the time that's the time to be here i think
0: sweet well uh before we begin i'd like to take a moment to let everybody know where you can find in your element online uh, my website is inyourelementpodcast.com instagram is at @inyourelementpodcast and twitter is at iye podcast Visit patreon.com slash in your element and support at any level to receive bonus episodes early, gain exclusive access to the in your element discord server, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts and more. And if you have any questions for the show, email me at hello at in I'll answer your questions on the next episode of in your element. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump right into the news. Um, biggest title right now, of course, is still Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, We'll be focusing on that today as well, but the first piece of news regarding Red Dead is uh, it's no surprise that it's still selling extremely well. Um, Take-Two Interactive and Rockstar Games announced that Red Dead Redemption 2 has sold over 17 million copies in its first eight days thus far. While this is exceptional in itself, it's worth noting that Red Dead Redemption 2 has now sold more in its first eight days than Red Dead Redemption 1 sold in its entire eight years. Uh, we'll definitely be going into more detail about our thoughts of this title during the featured segment. But what do you think of these sales numbers thus far, Matt?
1: I mean, it's it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. I feel like some franchises they never even sell seventeen million like in their lifetime, right? Um, so for for Red Dead to do that in you know in just over a week is is pretty sensational. I, I think they can probably aim for like you know like twenty twenty five million by the end of the year.
0: Oh, I think that's very is, doable. Yeah,
1: it's it's unreal. Like as you know, like with the bundle packages, um, the console bundles, and just just on its own, and with with Red Dead Online coming as well, mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna it's gonna be one of the biggest selling games of this generation for sure. Easily, um, yeah.
0: I mean, look at Grand I don't Theft know what, Yeah, still selling so well uh, five years later. You know,
1: I mean, the GTA Five is still like in the top ten in the charts, like week in week out. Yeah. It's incredible. And that's a that's a that's a 5-year-old game, dude. Like that's
0: mm-hmm. crazy. Mhm. And they did just announce uh, I read earlier this morning that uh Red Dead Online is expected to come at the end of the month uh in beta form. So Rockstar is definitely holding to their uh, promise of getting that out in November. So I imagine probably right after uh, the 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 holiday Thanksgiving time frame we should have uh, a look into what's happening with Red Dead Online, which I'm I'm excited to check it out. Uh, I played GTA Online when that first launched uh, back when it was on... I think it was right when it launched on PS4 or maybe PS3 time frame. But uh, I, I played through it and it was buggy as all hell. Uh, and I never ended up going back to it. But uh, I know that that is a huge community and, and one that's continuing to drive so many sales for Grand Theft Auto V. So I'm uh, I'm curious to see what they do with Red Dead Online.
1: I mean, I... um. I jumped into GTA five online kind of, kind of late. Um, I usually kind of with, with these things, I I wanted to jump into it straight away, but like you said, I heard it was like super buggy. So I kind of let it go. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I I jumped into GTA five online when I got the PS4 and from reports of what I heard of what it was like when it came out is it's super refined now
2: really like okay they,
1: yeah they, it's, it's it's really polished like all of the elements and everything and it's, it's such a dense world like it's, it's really well populated there's always good things going on
0: and, yeah and, i've heard uh, it's almost it, on the level of non-stop. like an mmo
1: now it really is like it, it's it's a it's a separate game all on its own now wow. it's um i mean you'll be spending like fifty, sixty 60 or pounds on the game and and mm-hmm. i guarantee you know, if you're a new buyer of the game, a new consumer, you're not touching the campaign because you're just you're just jumping straight into the online. It's just a, such a massive world now.
0: No kidding. Yeah, I, I've I've seen Grand Theft Auto V on sale. You know, it goes on sale from time to time, uh, and I, I always wonder should I pull the trigger on it and give online a shot? Because I I mean, I definitely, as I recall now, it was when it launched on PlayStation 3 is when I had played it. I actually haven't played Grand Theft Auto on the ne- the current generation of consoles. Uh, the last time I did play it was on PS3. So it was a whole different experience back then. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me that they were still able to get that game to run on uh, on PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Uh, so I can only imagine that it's, it's a much better experience on those new consoles. So um, with that being said, what do you expect Red Dead Online to look like?
1: I kind of... Um... I mean, I, I, I don't want to say they, they've used GTA 5 as like a test bed for Red Dead 2, because I don't think mm-hmm. that's the case at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously, I think they'll borrow elements for sure from GTA 5 online.
0: Sure, yeah. You know, like, like Heist uh, or
1: something. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. like the Heist, some story-based missions kind of baked, like baked into the online experience.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, things like that. Um, maybe bring over a few campaign characters from the story mode into the online.
2: Mm-hmm. To do some yeah.
1: like co-op missions and and whatnot. What would be yeah. really cool um, is if you know, like, you can like buy some of the you know some of the properties in in Red Dead because some of them you know are pretty spectacular and some of them are um, you know you know it's because the world is 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 a lot more dense and a lot more impressive, I'd say, than GTA Five. Mm-hmm. It would be quite good if they if they kind of branched out in that element as well to kind of be able to explore more of the world through the online, if if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I would like to see them bring a lot of the elements too of just like the gang itself uh, over into online, because I think that's such a critical part of of the actual story of Red Dead Redemption 2, that it would feel uh, it would feel almost naked to have not some of those characters over there with you too, Um, in addition to having your friends and kind of forming your own little gang in there. So yeah, we'll see, uh, yeah. I'm excited. That should be the exactly. end of the month, so looking forward to it. Um, second story um, on there for today, Nintendo held their final Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Direct late last week, revealing the final two characters of the roster to be Ken from the Street Fighter franchise, who will be an Echo character of Ryu, and Incineroar, the fully evolved Firestarter from the recent Pokemon Sun and Moon series. And these two were expected as they were previously leaked, but the Grinch leak that we spoke about during last week's episode, Turned out to be fake, which upset a lot of people, uh, including myself, as the leak uh, looked just a little too real. Um, I was upset, uh, as I mentioned, but after I let the information from the Direct itself settle in, I realized that this game is already so jam-packed with content that it's hard to find uh, really any reason to complain at this point. They showed off the new single-player mode for the game, which they've dubbed World of Light, which debuted with uh, a vocal version for the Smash Ultimate main theme, which I thought was an absolute banger of a track. And then Sakurai ended by revealing another fighter, even though he said they were finished. So the final fighter they revealed is Piranha Plant from the Super Mario series. And this will be available for free to anyone who purchases the game now until January 31st as an early adopter bonus. Uh, I've already received the code in my inbox for pre-purchasing the game. So if you've already bought it through the eShop, check your inbox as it should already be there to redeem for yourself. Um, The fighter will be available in-game in early 2019, according to Nintendo. Sakurai also announced the Fighters Pass, which is the scheduled DLC for the game, which include five new fighters, each coming with a stage and music tracks. At this time, we don't know which characters will be included, but a recent tweet from Sakurai himself stated that all five fighters have been selected by Nintendo already, and they will begin work on the DLC after the game launches. He also stated during the Direct that we should expect the characters to be individually released in the game by February of 2020. The Fighters Pass is available for 24.99 or each pack can be purchased individually for 5.99 each. Matt, did you get a chance to check out the direct?
1: Uh yeah, I did. I saw like um I saw like a small trailer for it, but it was just kind of I, did, I didn't go as deep into it as I'd wish because I've been so mm-hmm. I've been so caught up in Black Ops 4 fever and Red Dead yeah. 2 fever that I kind yeah. of I'm not saying I let it completely slide, but I I do know for sure that Nintendo had, they're gearing this game up to be like the biggest release. I'm pretty sure mm. they've they've they dropped on the Switch so far. Yeah, it's gotten a lot like of uh, a lot of coverage. The way that they obviously hyped up Breath of the Wild and the way they hyped up Odyssey yeah. Yeah. Mario, you know, it was it was almost like introduction titles for the console. But now I, I feel like they're taking it on another level with uh, with Smash for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. I think um, this is going to be a big test also for their know. online
1: service i don't know where they'll go with it but it looks so dense and it just looks so massive and i, I can't wait to can't wait to see what it's got in store for us
0: yeah definitely and i know at, at the moment you don't have a nintendo switch um is this a game that you'd be interested in picking up at some point in the future if
1: you do get one i think so yeah i mean i like run like so when it comes to like consoles and things like that i'm, I'm really heavy on like you know like the, like the mascots of the consoles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the characters and things like that and it's, it's just so enticing like just seeing all those characters in the game kind of everything that the game is is all about it's basically just like a celebration of nintendo like that game. yeah and, yeah, uh, and,
0: and even beyond that now i mean there's so many third-party characters that are i mean completely outside of like a what i would consider typical nintendo now it's it they're just, just throwing everybody in now
1: literally i i don't know what like the budget is for this game or like, like who they're paying off, or whatever. <laughs> but like, it's it's impressive for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I'm I'm very excited. I'm a uh, I've I've played every Smash Brothers game. Um, I I consider myself a pretty casual fan. I don't I don't play like religiously, but uh, I I did get Smash Four on Wii U and on 3DS, and it seemed mm. that none of my friends really had a Wii U, and none of them. Uh, that i was playing with picked it up on 3ds so i i felt like that was the first smash game that i really didn't get that experience of playing with everybody you know in the same room especially because on the wii and the wii u uh you know you're kind of using that sideways wii remote for a lot of the time which is like the worst possible way to play smash
1: <laughs> yeah uh, it's, just, it's just not the way it's not the way no. at all
0: so i'm excited to to actually play this now with uh you know even the sideways joy-con seems like it'll be better since it has an actual analog stick on there um but I, i'm looking forward to playing with the pro controller myself
1: yeah i think there's going to be a whole lot more like versatility you know with the switch like yeah. the platform i if i feel like the the franchise was made for switch mm-hmm. for sure so i oh, think I think, I think you know you're going to have a ton of fun on it and uh, i look forward to jumping into it i mean i don't know when i'm eventually going to get switch but i guess at some point you got to get one you, dude. yeah yeah it's, it's gonna have to it's <laughs> gonna have to happen. have you got one yet do you have one
0: Oh, absolutely! I got it when it first came out. It's so oh, good. Dude. It's so good, man. I I promise you, this is like I, I I have been telling everybody. The Switch to me seems like at this point it's it's clearly my favorite console. Uh, and and I do a lot of my gaming, of course, on the PS4. Uh, and I've been a, a Sony fan for much of my life, but at the core, I'm, I've always been a Nintendo fan. And I've I've been with them through thick and thin, uh, through the Wii U era, through a lot of their ups and downs. Uh, and I have to say, this is just such a great piece of technology. First, and then just they're delivering so much on the message of being able to play anywhere. Uh, a lot of these games are are adding uh, local co-op, where you can actually just play with each other with separate switches in the same room without Wi-Fi, like Wi-Fi Direct. Basically, uh, they, That's they have super that. Cool. Yeah. So Diablo Three, which I, I just recently played through. Uh, that has local, local Wi Fi basically. So it just, you know, creates an ad hoc connection between all the switches, and you guys can play up to four players there. Uh, they did announce for Smash that that's also going to feature local co op um, in that sense, that's So really cool. Yeah. So everyone can be playing on their console and get the full screen. You're not playing, you know, with a everybody on the same screen type of deal. Everyone's just, their
1: own Switch. So it kind of uh, reminds me of. Um the old days of playing like halo and halo 2 like local lan in, yeah. your, in like your room you've got like four yep. or five pcs hooked up yeah, in the same yep. room and you're probably exactly. like oh, <laughs> yeah but this is just remote. so
0: much more of a portable experience so i mean it's it's truly an incredible piece of of technology and uh i mean they've they there's definitely it, it has its faults of course just like any any system would but i think they're delivering on the message they're continually putting out quality games which was uh an issue with the wii u and that's why uh, i think that console didn't do as well as as it could have uh so i yeah i mean if i were to say go out and get a switch uh yeah that's definitely what i've been telling all my friends and a lot of them have picked it up just based on that recommendation and they're they're singing its praises too
1: i think like i think the the trick here is that nintendo have finally managed to gain the trust of like the third party developer
0: absolutely yeah so
1: so obviously through the wii u through well obviously they did really well with the wii but even with Mm -hmm. the gamecube Mm
0: -hmm. like
1: they were i mean they were very they're very first party orientated
0: sure yeah
1: triple a big triple a titles and things like that but obviously Mm -hmm. with the last couple of say e3 conferences and the last few directs they've been doing Mm -hmm. they just they're, they're definitely moving forward and um I know you just said that you're like a massive nintendo fan but it probably has something to do with the fact that you were probably born like in in that era you know everyone has like a soft spot for nintendo like if you were born in like the early 90s like i was Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it's just you know even if you don't like nintendo you still love them secretly like yeah you you want (laughs) you, you want a nintendo like i had a super nintendo that's the first one i ever had or the um yeah and you know, I just played like Street Fighter Two, um, Mortal Kombat. Uh, oh man, I think I had a Star Fox game. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, like since then, like my love of Nintendo has been, you know, through the roof. So obviously, I want, yeah. I want them to succeed. So I'm glad they're kind of finally, you know, hitting that point. You know, and it's 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 good to see.
0: Yeah, I uh, I agree. And they're, you know, this seems like they're their vision for the foreseeable future is the Switch. Um, and I imagine we'll see some sort of an iteration on that. The rumors are possibly next year, even we may see uh, an iteration on the Switch of some sort, maybe a light version, maybe a pro version, we'll see. So uh, it may be worth holding out until then if you are uh, if you don't have a Switch yet. But I, I mean, personally, there's so many good titles and you've got Pokemon right around the corner in a week. You've got Smash coming out in a month. Ah, uh, you've got the the catalog that's already been built for the past year and a half. So uh, there's plenty to play on Switch. Uh, and, and there's and
1: uh, there's talk they're working on a new Zelda already. Yeah, I saw um, that the other day. Possibly yeah, so I'm, a, I'm, a
0: new game or something.
1: Yeah, I've mm. heard that's I've heard it's the next like I've heard it's the next major entry like already.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is I incredible.
1: Mean the, I mean, seriously, like the the success of Breath of the Wild has just has just pushed that franchise forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they're just going to continue to do great things there.
0: Yeah, I think the last they just reported the the most recent sales figures for uh, a lot of their titles. Uh, Breath of the Wild, I want to say, was at 11 million sold thus far, and Mario Odyssey is at 12 million. So those two tentpole titles have been really pushing the hardware forward um, a lot. You know, I think there's just under 20 million Switches out in the wild now. Uh, yeah, that's to... massive numbers,
1: massive numbers. <laughs>
0: yeah, so. Almost one in every two people has uh, those titles,
1: so it's <laughs> pretty
0: pretty good attachment. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's
1: almost like Nintendo are kind of slowly coming back to the you know the golden days. If that makes I any sense, I think so. I, I, I fully mean, they, think they are. Mm-hmm. They had um they had a bit of a dry spell, didn't they? In like the in like the two thousands. Yeah. Um. Obviously, they were killing it. You know, in like the early nineties, before Sony came on the scene, and mm-hmm. but but now, obviously you know, it's, it's 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 amazing to see. It's actually, my love of gaming now has gone through the roof all because of Nintendo making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. if Nintendo did not make a comeback in the last couple of years, it, you know, I probably would be the most jaded gamer you've ever met. But
2: Right, right.
1: Um, <laughs> but Nintendo's comeback has, you know, really got me interested in just playing games on all consoles again. So I think, yeah. you know, Nintendo, Nintendo to thank for, for all of that.
0: Yeah, and uh, the Switch is has been becoming my my indie machine, too. So I, I have a PlayStation Vita, which was kind of like the the ideal indie machine. A lot of uh, indie developers kind of flock to that platform because, well, one, Sony wasn't supporting it very well um, in the end of its life. So they kind of just moved to that um, as a great area to port your games to and play on the go. But the Switch has just has shown that it's it's the perfect platform because you can play it on the go or you can dock it at home and play it on the big screen. Um, you know, with the, the capability of playing online in the same room with a lot of these games too, it's uh, it's made it a, a really good experience.
1: I honestly thought I, I honestly thought I never would say this, but Crash Bandicoot, Insane Trilogy, the best mm-hmm. the best place to play that is on a Nintendo. I never thought yeah. <laughs> I would ever say that. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's a PlayStation like you know property. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. I played it on the PS4. I beat it on the PS4. Did, yeah. did, did, did xbox get a get a release yeah. on that one
2: they did yeah. yeah
1: and then obviously it went on the switch i played it on my friend's switch and it yeah. was amazing it feels so good like yeah i don't get it i don't get it
0: it's a it's an incredible piece of hardware man i don't know they're knocking it out of the park over there
1: i'm gonna have to invest
0: i would highly recommend it man please do. <laughs> <laughs> for sure all right, well, let's go ahead and jump into our featured discussion for this week, which is all about Red Dead Redemption 2. I do want to point out that this discussion will be spoiler free. So if you have not yet played Red Dead Redemption 2, don't worry, we're not going to be discussing any major story details. And with that being said, let's jump right in. Uh, so, Matt, I want to begin by just getting your overall top level feelings of the game thus far. So if you were to sum up your experience with Red Dead to this point, how would you feel?
1: I th- It's... I've, I i do not think in the past, maybe I don't know, five years, maybe, maybe more, mm-hmm. I don't think I've played a more interesting, polarizing, detailed game. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think Yeah. like this, this game will infuriate you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not patient enough, mm-hmm. um, but the reward is exponential. It is absolutely massive. If you can work your way through the story, if you can enjoy the game at a slower pace, if you can build your character, if you can see the world for what it is, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most rewarding games I think I've ever played. Yeah, um, it's it's. I'm, I'm I'm really really enjoying it so far.
0: Yeah, and I, I it it it's funny that you point out the word interesting. Just that that's kind of been my my thoughts thus far on red dead is wow this game is really interesting when people ask me you know friends that don't have the game yet you know how's red dead how are you liking it you know clearly it's it's all over the the news you can't you can throw a rock and and hit red dead anywhere on the internet at this point it seems uh yeah (laughs) but uh my response is always you know a deep breath just hmm, you don't really know how to how to start because it's it's really not this uh, this game that I'm overwhelmingly excited to play, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I feel the you know, same way. Exactly the same way. Yeah, there's there's games that you you crave that, you know, oh, I got it. I can't wait to go home and play this. You know, I'm I'm so enthralled with this story and this character and this world and everything that, you know, the story's telling. There's so much action in this and that. Mm. Red Dead is is a very different beast. And Rockstar, deliberately designed the game that way so i uh you know having not played through the first game in its entirety i didn't really know what to expect here other than uh well grand theft auto has been selling well i've played uh, almost every grand theft auto game in the in the franchise uh, except the first one and i know what to expect from those games you know uh, for for the most part you play through some of the story there's typically action Th- all throughout there cuz you're in a in a big city for the most part. Um you've got the mission structure and then you kind of just end up fucking around and shooting people, getting five stars <laughs> with the police and that's that tends to be how I play Rockstar games. Uh, so I I never have it's it's my own fault for not really taking them seriously, but I think they really made this game uh and designed it in a way that they're they're almost forcing you to take it seriously to play it and enjoy it. Which is, is yeah, you, some, some, something I haven't experienced before.
1: You you can't you, you have to when you pick up the controller and play this game for the first time or you jump back into it you have to jump into it with a realistic mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, just the way the world is built, the way the characters are fleshed out, just everything about it, you can't jump into it with a GTA Five mindset. Right. It just it just will not work. Um, mm-hmm. You're not gonna you're not gonna enjoy it. I, yeah it's, it's just that simple you're not going to enjoy it
0: yeah that's a really good way to put it too um one thing that i um have kind of come to realize is you you have to play this game uh almost as if it is real life and i think that's part of the design there too so you know Rockstar's done a great job of of making a game not feel like a game if that makes sense Indeed, and uh yeah. I go into this initially expecting, you know, an open world game, a typical open world game set in, you know, old America, Western, all that. I had preconceived notions of what to expect from the game. And they, they pretty much went against that with everything. Uh, And I, I followed the game through the, you know, up until launched for the most part. So I, I saw a lot of, you know, the realism and, Oh, there's, you know, all of these realistic systems with, uh, arthur's hair growing out and you know if you cut his hair and you want a different hairstyle you can't just go to the barber and get it you have to regrow the hair or regrow to regrow his facial hair so i saw a lot of this stuff and thought wow that's really neat but until you get in there and understand it and uh accept it i guess is a is an interesting way to put it if once you accept that that's the game then it really starts to become more of a uh an enjoyable experience yeah, sense. I agree. Like
1: after, <laughs> I mean, the, yeah, I mean, one, like you said, once you wrap your head around what it's all about, you can really just, you know, just put, you put yourself in a bubble and mm-hmm. just really get in, really get into the game. Like the, the, the whole, the whole thing of like having to like regrow your hair and just kind of all the, the realistic functions of the game are just unreal. The level of detail that Rockstar have put into this mm-hmm. is, um, is unlike anything I've ever seen in any game ever. Yeah. Like it's just unbelievable. Like there was one in particular, it doesn't spoil anything, but I was, I had a, I had, um, a deer on the back of, uh, on the back of my horse. I just hunted it. I was taking it back to camp Mm -hmm. and it was raining and I was, and the camp was a long way away and I was like, okay, this is going to take a good, this is going to be a good horse ride to get back to this camp. And they Mm -hmm. were like, if you don't get back to the camp in quick enough time, the the deer starts to decompose as you're riding back to the camp,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I was I was like, who who thought of that? Like in <laughs> in, in any other game, in any other right. game, you, you just, In any other game, you just sling the deer on the back of your horse, you go back to the camp, and that's it. It doesn't right. matter if it's a thirty second ride or a thirty minute ride back to the horse, uh, sure. back to the camp. Your deer will still be in the same condition.
2: Mm-hmm. Whereas
1: in this game, like the deer actually starts to decompose as you're going back to the camp. And then the quality of the sale of, you know, or whatever you cook or whatever you sell actually changes based on how decomposed the thing is, right? It's just, just little things, little things like that in this game, just blow my mind. And, and if if you can just pick those little things, if you, if you're interested in art style, storytelling, things like that, you know, this this game is a, it's, it's a work of, it's a work of brilliance.
0: It is. Yeah. Um, One thing that I want to point out is how natural the character interaction between the actual gang feels. So I know uh, uh, on the lead up to this game, they they kind of introduce you to each of the gang members. So you kind of got an idea of who the characters in the story would be. Um, I didn't really spend any time looking into that because I just figured I'll I'll end up meeting these characters and oh, they're just going to be normal game characters that do normal game things but it really feels like the interaction between these characters is so natural and it happens whether or not you're at camp which is the coolest part um so all you know you, you, your camp is kind of like your main point that you that you go back to periodically to to you know bring back anything you've hunted as you mentioned or bring back uh money to donate to help out with the camp and you really feel like this collective group of outlaws that are working together cohesively to you know get better or to achieve their goal in the story uh yeah and and it's it's interesting because you can be at camp and just walk around and hear these characters talking just normal conversation that you are eavesdropping on essentially about something that you did in a mission or a few missions ago and you could be there and listen to that or you could not be there and that conversation is still happening which is just incredible to me nothing feels scripted in this game. I mean, you know, there's of course a script that they follow, but uh, it, it almost feels like you can pop into any part in this world at any moment and have this really interesting experience happen that may not happen to somebody else.
1: Like the whole the whole like L2 function if you're playing on mm-hmm. PS4 mm-hmm. is just so simplistic. And like you can you can just choose to skip something, you can choose to jump in and talk. But yeah. just that just that ability to just jump in and out of a conversation if you wish just makes the whole game just feel like super dynamic, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: um, like you said, it's, it's all happening all around you. I mean, it's your choice if you want to get involved in the altercation, if you want to talk to them or not.
2: Mm-hmm. But every,
1: every character is just so interesting. Um, yeah. And as for, as for Arthur, like, he is, he is a difficult, he's a difficult character to pinpoint yeah, like where he is, you know, like mentally, what he's going through, and all the rest of it. He's a very interesting character. I actually think he's a lot more interesting than uh, the the protagonist in the in the first game, John.
0: John. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do think he is more interesting than John. Um, but I mean, each to their own, I guess.
0: Yeah. He is a very multifaceted character, and as I play through the game, um, without spoiling anything, you do see so many different aspects of his life, and you can kind of start to connect the dots a bit on how he got to the point that he's at. Uh, but I'm clearly not anywhere close to the end of this game, so I'm still learning a lot about Arthur myself. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, yeah I'm,
1: not even, I'm not even halfway through the story yet, so yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've got a lot to go.
0: It's a big game. <laughs> it's looked, huge. For some reason, I thought there is only four chapters. I don't know why. On the on like the story screen, it looks like it set up as if there were only four. And then uh, I know you mentioned, yeah, th- I mean, you just got to four. And I looked at, oh, you must be close to the end of the game already. Okay, I- I'll
1: I'll put, I'll put it this way. <laughs> I, I've just hit I've just hit forty one percent on the story. Yeah, and that is I've just started chapter four. Jeez. So 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 by that logic. Yeah. If, if we're giving, say, every chapter about 10%, mm-hmm. there's got to be like a solid 10 chapters in this thing.
0: Yeah. There's, uh, I looked it up online and I, I want to say there's like seven or eight chapters. And then there's like yeah. two two epilogues. And I don't know. It was, yeah. It's it's, just it's, massive. it's it's a big game.
1: It's <laughs> it going to be a, a huge game. And it's, it's, yeah. it's not until, actually, what I realized something. It's not until I got to about chapter three and four that I realized the enormity of the game. Mm-hmm. So in the first two chapters, you're kind of, you know in the local area of mm-hmm. where you start the game where you start the free roam and you you know you go into like the smaller villages you go into the smaller areas uh, and you think oh, well well is this it because obviously the rest of the map is faded out so you don't really know what you're what, what else you're getting into right and then but then as you know more of the map starts to uncover itself you you, you soon be- it hits you really hard mm-hmm. like how big this game really is and like the task that you have on hand Mm-hmm. to uh you know scale the map and and see everything.
0: Yeah, and they they don't uncover the map from the get-go, which is interesting too. So as you explore, the map starts to reveal itself. So I mean it 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 feels truly like you're adventuring and and discovering these locations for
1: yourself. They did exactly the thing that's um exactly the same thing in Horizon Zero Dawn. Mhm. Yeah. Like they 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 drop you in, you know, in the in the early part of the game and if you look from above you see all the—I um, forgot the name of the—the—the the, the, uh, the, um, the animals, the machine animals in uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, where you climb on top of to access the rest. Oh of the map. yeah,
0: those, the lo- those long
1: necks. Long necks. That's the one. Tall necks. Tall necks. Yeah. Tall necks. That's yeah, right. Necks. Yeah. You, <laughs> you see, you see all them dotted around the map, but you don't actually see the topography itself. Right. So, so the more you discovered, you know, the more you realised how big the game is, and. Horizon Zero Dawn was the last game that hit me, where I realized this map is huge, mm-hmm. and and the same thing is happening in in uh, Red Dead Two.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what has really surprised you about the game thus far that you weren't expecting going in?
1: I think what's surprising me the most is the. I don't want to say the detailed approach is, is surprising me because you know let's face it, you know it is Rockstar that they're a super talented developer and Mm -hmm. I I was I was expecting a detailed game but I think this I think it goes beyond what I was expecting honestly yeah um just you know we've already we've already gone over it a little bit but just the detail in everything about Arthur Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: know the um, you know the hairstyles the 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 clothing the the hunting everything about it um but I think overall the the thing that surprised me the most is just like the the just how authentic the game is yeah, it's just it's just unreal. Like, when you first walk through the, the, the first town that you go to, um, or the first civilized town that you go to, and just when you just get off the horse, uh, and you just walk down the main street, for example, and you've got like a saloon on one side, you've got a bank on the other, you've got like a gunsmith general store, you are like mm. walking down the road, and you just, you just can't believe, like all the things you're seeing.
2: Mm-hmm. If you just
1: walk down this road at walking pace and you see like a guy like for example, right, the thing that blew my mind the most, I don't know if you've noticed it, but in the first town that you go to, I don't know if we're allowed to say the name or anything to avoid spoiling it. But um yeah. there there's there's a bunch of guys. If you go in the early stages of the game, there's a bunch of guys that are building a house. They're um mm-hmm. they're they're putting up all the posts and everything like that. And yeah. when you see it for the first time, it's just foundations really. There's not really much right. to it. Right. Um, I left that town and I didn't go back to it until I'd completed quite a few more missions. Yeah. I went back there for a later mission, maybe a chapter or two later. Mm-hmm. And the house had actually made progress. I know like exactly
0: they, what you're talking about now. They, yes. They'd
1: actually, they'd actually made, I couldn't believe it. Like I got off yeah. the horse, I walked past like a butcher. I looked in front of me and the house had a roof. There was more people working on it. And I was like, this is unreal. Like this kind of detail. I just get blown. I just get blown away by little things like that.
2: Right. And like,
1: and just like, it it was unbelievable. Like a lot, a lot of people would see that and they'd be like, like dude, whatever, like who cares? Like, it's just a house being built. Right. Like, like move on. Like, but it's just, it's just the level that Rockstar have gone to. And it's just, it's blowing my mind. Every time I'm playing this game, I'm just getting sucked and sucked into it. And I just can't believe, you know, what they've pulled off with the game.
0: Sure, yeah. I've, I've been surprised at how much I've actually been role-playing as Arthur in this game. And that's, you know, a, a lot of people play these open-world games or role-playing games. They're named that re- for that reason that people actually take on the persona of these characters and, and really imagine that they're living out their life. But for whatever reason, I've never connected with the character in that in that way where I felt like the need to care for them because that level of detail hasn't really been uh, express in a game to this level before so i found that i'm really truly caring about like arthur's well-being you know cuz you have to feed him occasionally and uh, bathe him and get his hair cut and maintain his look and like i actually give a shit about those things and and you you have to in this game to really uh, fully appreciate
1: it i think but the, the game is forcing you to do it isn't it yeah. like it's just like yeah. i don't know if you've done done a mission yet but there is a there's a little side mission where you, you you're down in the you're down in the valleys and it's quite warm so you've mm. probably gotten something you know quite loose quite comfortable mm-hmm. for the for the temperature and then during the mission you have to go up in the mountains uh to look for something and yeah. i made a mistake i hadn't packed anything warm in the in the horse cargo yeah and uh, as soon as i got off the horse and i started you know attacking this thing that i was looking for i got mm-hmm. killed instantly Mm-hmm. because, because Arthur's health goes down a lot quicker when he's wearing summer clothes in yeah. winter, in winter conditions. Oh my gosh, and, uh, so like, the, like, like the guy is like shivering, like you can see him like he's holding the lantern up in front of his face because it was dark and he's shivering like, yeah. and, uh, and it was just such a struggle. But if I had worn, you know, a big coat and, you know, gloves and all the rest of it, I probably would have stood a better chance. Right. It's just, it's just things like that. It's just unreal.
0: Oh, that's so crazy. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I know I think I know what, what side mission that is too. If it was one of the bounties that you have to collect for That's uh, the one. That's the, the yeah, one. I know exactly which part. That's so the one.
1: I, I, I lasted like 30 seconds with that dude. No it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I've made an effort to make sure that I pack on the horse a warm outfit, a cold outfit, and then just like two custom outfits that I'll switch between that are like, you know, yeah. middle middle of the road weather. But uh but you yeah, it. it's it's really like the level of detail is just uh, outstanding in this game. Um, what do you what do you feel of, uh, about the overall atmosphere on the world that Rockstar's built?
1: I think they rely very heavily on the soundtrack.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just just you know you know like those random bits when you're like galloping like through like a valley and then the, and then the music just randomly starts crescendoing and uh, yeah. Uh, it's just little things like that. It's like it's almost like a dynamic soundtrack, almost. It is, yeah. I don't, I don't really know how, how they do that, but it's, it's, it's very impressive. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just, there's just so much to it that's just that they've managed to achieve, like all the weather changes, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and just all the people, all the NPCs, mm-hmm. everyone you can interact with, uh. Yeah, just just everything about it is just so so massively detailed, and the story and the script is stunning. Mm, yeah, like I, it, I don't yeah. think I've I don't think I've ever come across a character that I don't know how to feel about more than Dutch. To be honest, yeah, like, same. The, 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 the more I hear him speak, and the more I see him, I am just thinking, is this guy a good guy or a bad guy? Because if you didn't play the first game, um, you you wouldn't know. So you are right. literally playing. You are literally playing this thinking like who is this dutch dude like is he a good guy he's a bad guy obviously yeah. i played the first red dead so i kind of know i kind of know kind of what, like where he's at in terms right. of in terms of his morals and his priorities but for a first-time player for example it, it must be it must be amazing to like to, to to witness dutch for the first time in in red dead yeah. 2
0: Yeah, that's effectively me. So I I, again, I I played about maybe 10 hours of the first game, but I I have no recollection of what I was doing. I Again, Mm -hmm. I kind of played that game at the time like you would a GTA, but in the West. And I think it was more so like that during that time as well. It wasn't as fleshed out as it is in Red Dead 2, of course. Uh, But I I didn't really take into account the characters or or anything. I I was just like playing the game to play it. So yeah, I, I fully don't know how to... Uh, feel about Dutch? Um, you know, three chapters into this game, three and a half chapters in, and uh, he's such a well-written character, uh, just like Arthur. But I, I don't know who he reminds me of. He reminds me of somebody, but I, I can't quite tell. Are, we, are we talking
1: about Dutch now? Who yeah. did Dutch remind you? Of? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he is. He's like he's almost like the anti-hero. Like yeah. he's he's kind of like you. You kind of want to root for him because right. of what he because of what he's doing, but you kind of know that at some point like he's probably going to he's going to twist in some way and yes yes <laughs> i'm just waiting for it i'm literally I, waiting for it. i'm li- i'm playing the whole game <laughs> in like in like trap mode and i think yeah. that i'm just and something's just going to you know appear and and it's going to change my view of him completely
0: right yeah it's it's probably one of the most unique characters i've uh i've dealt with in a video game for sure um i do want to turn back to the actual um world itself um are, are you playing this on a PS4 Pro or uh, a regular PlayStation 4?
1: It, it's kind of a that's kind of a funny. It's a bit of a loaded question because I'm I'm, I'm playing on a PS4 Pro, but I don't mm-hmm. have a 4K TV. Okay, so it doesn't really make much of a difference. I mean, obviously the PS4 Pro's got a super sampling, yeah, um, thing, which I, you can tell like a slight difference. There's it's, there's yeah. not a you know there's not a massive difference in there, right? Um, but I mean. From what I've heard, the game looks stunning on pretty much every platform.
0: Yeah. And so I do want to bring up on PlayStation 4 Pro, um, I've got the setup with a 4K TV and I was playing this game and it looks great. Uh, I was like, wow, this game looks fantastic. Um, But I've seen better looking games out there. And a lot of people are saying that this is like one of the best looking games of all time. And I feel like, yeah, it looks good, but I would say it's like a, an 8 out of 10 on the scale of like good-looking games for me personally. And then I looked online and found out that there is uh, an issue right now with the HDR function of um, of the PlayStation 4 Pro, specifically with Red Dead 2. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was reading online um, that it actually looks better with that feature turned off, which is surprising because mm. typically... Uh, If you have HDR capability on your TV, that's going to give you a much better dynamic range for light. And, you know, you can see much better contrast between light and dark areas. Uh, So I turned it off and holy shit, it's a it's a different game with it off, which is uh, obviously not the way it's supposed to be. So if you're out there playing this game currently on PS4 Pro with a TV that supports HDR and you have HDR on, which it would be on by default, Flip it off for the time being. Uh, Rockstar has confirmed that there is an upcoming patch that they're working on to resolve the issue. Uh, but until then, uh, I turned it off and like the, the the level of detail I can see now, it's not as blurry looking for whatever reason it was making it look blurry. And the yeah. colors are way more vibrant. Really? Only, yeah. So the only issue that I'm running into, of course, is uh, at nighttime, the, there isn't as much of a contrast between the light and dark, which... Of course, with mm-hmm. HDR off, that's kind of the sacrifice you make. But the level of detail, the color, the clarity, the 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 draw distance, everything seems to be uh, improved with HDR off right now. So
1: one thing I've noticed in this game, and you might be able to back me up on it, but mm-hmm. how bright is the moon at night in this game?
0: Extremely bright.
1: <laughs> I, I there was there was one point right, right where I actually did not know what time it was. Like I yeah. was I was I was riding I was riding I was riding through this forest yeah and uh, these beams of light were coming through i was i was almost convinced it was like three in the afternoon no and then kidding. i pressed I, I pressed down i pressed down on the d-pad yeah and i come up with the time in the top and it was like it was like it was like quarter past one in the morning <laughs> and i was i was like what is this and i looked around yeah. and like and the moon was like bigger than like my screen like it, was, right. it was the biggest thing i've ever seen but yeah the i mean I mean, all, all things aside, all bugs aside, it is a stunning game. I think, I, think yeah. the, I think the focus isn't really with Rockstar, isn't really on like graphical fidelity. Right. Um, and obviously they make, you know, they do make very pretty games. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I think their focus is more on kind of like um, just how dense it is and kind of mm-hmm. everything, that's go, everything that's going on in the world rather than a graphical masterpiece, if that makes any sense. Like-
0: oh, I I agree. Yeah. They they've never been the 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 all-star in that realm. Um their character detail has never been top-notch and it's no different in this game. There's there's clearly better-looking character models out there in a, a handful of games. Uh Spider-Man on PS4 just as a recent example has some of the best-looking character models and realistic faces that I've seen in a long time. So it's hard to go from playing that to Red Dead where, you know, the hair looks really stringy and the character faces are you know some a little jagged looking at certain points so yeah
1: yeah 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 that was that was a funny little uh, article i saw online the other day and there was a there was a guy that was basically comparing uh, red dead 2 mm-hmm. to um to l.a noir
2: mm-hmm. a
1: game a game that is seven years old now yeah and uh and there was a lot of cases where l.a noir looks head and shoulders better than red yeah. dead 2. Yeah. Uh, in the in in the facial animations and, and things like that so yeah i don't, i don't know what rockstar are playing at but they're um
0: yeah well that one's a, that's yeah. a kind of a unique case too cuz i know with that game they they focused heavily on the facial animation because of the exactly. system of exactly. like the the liar not lying thing so yeah, i think they actually captured like fmv of people's faces and kind of like superimposed them over the character model uh, mm-hmm. which i imagine would be an insane undergoing for a, a game the level of Red Dead Two size, since La Noir yeah. was such a contained smaller game. So, yeah. Uh, but that, that is interesting to point out that uh, that that game in certain areas, face wise, looks better. But um, yeah, it but does. Games. Yeah, it's it's yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. the The one thing I do want to point out though that I have been blown away by graphically is just the just the, the overall lighting effects, uh, the dust, the uh, the weather effects that you mentioned too. Uh, some of these like, just when you're walking through the town, just the, the, the haze from the, the dust blowing naturally is so realistic looking. I, I mean, you really do feel at certain points in this game that you're truly in that area, and it doesn't feel so gamified. It feels way more natural than, uh, than, yeah, I've, I've never,
1: I don't think I've ever seen a more lived in world. I don't think. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly, uh, like exactly. everything just like you, you, you walk through the town for the first time and you feel like you were not the first person there.
0: Right, like, exactly.
1: Like it's it's been it's been dirty. It's 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 kind of rotten. Everything is kind of everyone's kind of on top of each other in these towns, and mm-hmm. and it's just it's just so vast and so well detailed, and all the little back alleys and mm-hmm. and everything. It's just it's it's crazy. Like I don't know how they managed to get that level of realism, but I, I don't know how I don't know how long they were even working on this game. So I mean, yeah. But with hundred-hour weeks, I mean, I, I hope they were. <laughs> I, I hope they were getting paid well enough.
0: I do too. Yeah. Um, wh- one uh, one other detail that I want to point out that I saw early on that I, I that surprised me was, uh, you know, uh, uh, back in this time frame, there were everything was pretty much built out of wood. Uh, so there, a lot of the saloons and the hotels and these different buildings are just just wood built. Um, and you you have you know the old timey places that have the windows and the sun kind of shining through and you know in real life if you're in these older areas if you've been to like a a western museum or something or you've walked through these these type of buildings you've got the sun rays coming down and you can see those little dust particles floating in the air yeah yeah, yeah like that that's in this game and i i like turned a corner and i saw that and i was like no shit like this this is a, what I would expect to see in this building, and it's there. And just the fact that they, they thought of the smallest details, like those dust particles floating when you hit that right sunray light, it's just, it's, it's very, it's incredible.
1: <laughs> like, there was, like, there was one part, I, I was walking to a saloon to get my hair cut, because there was mm-hmm. a, because, you know, having a barber at the back of a, a pub or a tavern is a great idea. And, um, <laughs> and, um... <laughs> i I couldn't believe it honestly couldn't believe it like why would you just down like three or four pints of whatever and then get your hair cut? it just seems like a recipe for disaster but uh, um i was walking in and there was a guy leaning like in front of the front door and he and he kicked his heel up off the deck like outside Mm -hmm. and uh you could just see like everything just coming off his shoes off the deck and i and I, i clocked on the corner of my eye like it wasn't even like a you know, I wasn't looking directly at it, but he right. said, said like "howdy" to me or whatever, and I yeah. just looked at it and I was like, "like that is insane character detail." Yeah, like and you just see everything and just the noises, you know, like when you're walking mm-hmm. on like a deck and you hear every single like creak,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: it's just and like with the horse as well, like whenever mm-hmm. you're going over like a wooden bridge or something like that, and yeah. it's just like it's it's wild. Like I the the man hours required to to just be able to edit something like that is uh it's, it's a technical marvel it really is
0: it i absolutely so how you've played the first game of course uh, how do you I think have. that red dead 2 stacks up to red dead redemption
1: i honestly think you you you'd be a dumb man to compare the two games <laughs> because <laughs> it's that different uh, i know no i mean no, i mean a lot of people like they they do it with a lot of games. If if there's a game that has like a big span time span between two games being released, I f- I feel like the same thing is going to happen with Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah. So when number two comes out, you know immediately they're just going to be like, well, you know, it's either going to blow number one out of the water or it's going to be a letdown. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, those two titles are going to be out like what, fifteen years apart?
0: Yeah, it's not even it's, a it's, comparison it's, at that point
1: i mean it's it's kind of the same with red dead honestly i mean wow. red red dead red dead one don't get me wrong it, it was it's was technically amazing for its time and i'm sure it still looks fantastic and i'm sure it still plays absolutely you know brilliantly mm-hmm. and, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: don't get me wrong the stories in both games one and two are you know their top rate mm-hmm. um but i just i mean and this is not a, like a shot against one game or the other pro or con but i just I just don't think you should compare them. I, I think they're two very separate games. Yeah. Um a, apart from obviously the story being somehow connected. But I um, mean mm-hmm. but as as a as a as a technical achievement, um the, the game they're they're two different games for sure.
0: Yeah. So on that same topic, uh you get introduced to John Marston very early on in Red Dead Redemption 2 who of course is mm-hmm. the protagonist from the first game. Um how is it looking back on this character's early life a bit more since this is a prequel to the first game?
1: Yeah, well, he looks—he looks—he uh, looks a hell of a lot younger mm-hmm. um, in in this game. I mean, I think this game is set twelve years before yeah. Red Dead One, mm-hmm. so obviously yeah. this one—this one is set in eighteen ninety-nine, and and Red Dead is Red Dead One is set in nineteen eleven.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I mean, it's, it is understandable that he looks a bit younger. Yeah. Um, but you kind of—and he's a lot more immature in Red Dead Two. Yeah. Um. So you kind of understand kind of the situation he's in going into the first game,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, with his, with his, with his wife, Abigail and, you know, his kid yeah. Jack and, and that was another thing that was really cool to see, to see like a, a really young Jack in, in red dead too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was just, it was just so cool. Like to see knowing that, did you complete the first red dead?
0: No, I, I think I. I had to be less than 10 hours. So I, I right. watched a, I watched a, like a little five minute thing on IGN of, Hey, here's what happens in the first game. Just so you have some
1: context for so Red You know Dead all about it. Yeah. So you know yeah. all about it. I mean, yeah. you can't really spoil anything at this point. The no. game's eight years, the game's eight years old. So we right. can talk about it for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. If you haven't
1: played Red Dead, Red Dead one at this point, you know, what, what are you even doing with your life? But I mean, <laughs> it's just kind of, but like, obviously, you know, you know what happens at the end of the first Red Dead. I mean, with with John, right. and then right. and then Jack obviously seeks redemption. But then sure. obviously it's but it's just seeing seeing a young toddler, almost toddler yeah. Jack. Yeah, like he's, he's I mean, like he's six out. or seven. He's he's, 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 he's he's a young kid. He might be yeah. like five. He might be yeah. like five. Mm-hmm. When you see him in Red Dead Two, it's just like wow, it really hits you, mm-hmm. like quite hard. Like the the you know like the, the detail they're going in with these characters. Yeah. Uh, but back to back to John. But in the core, like they are, they are the same person. Mm -hmm. The, the, the John that you play in, in red dead one is, Mm -hmm. is the same person that you see in, in red dead two.
2: Um,
1: so I'm glad, and I'm also glad that they introduced him in red dead two in a kind of very low key manner. Yeah. They, they they didn't make a big you know oh this is the guy that you played in red dead one so oh yeah i would have missed you know, it had
0: i not known the name i you know yeah, one of the first I mean, missions you do is you, you're going to save a guy named john and i was like oh haha what yeah. is john marston and it was literally i said
1: the same thing dude like i was <laughs> i was going through the mountains and i was playing it with my cousin we were sat yeah. in the living room and he yeah. was just like uh, i heard i heard john's up here and we were like oh yeah john like I'm, um, it could be it could be any john right like and then right. and then and then you start hearing the voice you know uh-huh. and um and you also do that mission with with javier who's in the first game as well oh okay yeah javier escuela he's he's in yeah. the first game as well and i think it's going to come out very soon in red dead 2 why john and javier don't get on very well in the first game ah, but that's a, okay. that's another story that's another story i haven't i haven't got to that part in red dead 2 yet so i don't yeah. know yeah. But, uh, cool. Yeah. Javier, Javier is a, he's a, he's a character from the first game.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. And, um,
1: um, and so is Bill, Bill Williamson. But I um,
0: mean,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, you don't really scratch his surface too much in red dead Two.
2: Yeah. But,
1: um, yeah. But then obviously you get to the top of the mountain and then you start hearing John's voice, like mm-hmm. you hear him, you know, screaming for help. And, uh, and then it hit me. I was like, Oh wow. They're, they're doing it this way. Like, mm-hmm. this is, this is cool. Like, I'm glad they didn't do like the big kind of grandiose cutscene, you know, where he mm-hmm. like rides in on a horse or something like that. You yeah. Know?
0: Totally. Yeah, I,
1: I'm glad they did it in a very kind of low key way.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I know they, they showed off, you know, in the, in a lot of the, the, uh, coverage coming up to the game's launch that John Marston's going to be in this game. You're going to get to play and see John Marston and, you know, how he came to be, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I agree. I think they did a great job. And I, I'm really as somebody who's really, truly playing this game with just very minimal context from the first game, uh, I'm really enjoying the dynamic between Arthur and John and the interaction that they have together. Yeah, uh, yeah. And kind of of seeing that uh, almost Arthur sees John as his successor uh, in in this game and and the dynamic between Dutch and and Arthur and Dutch and John. And it's just a very, very cool, um, just, I mean, brilliant writing, to be honest.
1: They always—they've always had a very good way of having two characters bounce off each other.
0: It's—it's
1: mm-hmm. it's exactly the same in the first Red Dead, the way John and Dutch bounce off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exactly the same. Like you kind of love John in the first game, and you love Arthur in this game. Yeah, and just—and just the way they develop those characters, just—it just gives you a sense of just like how authentic it is going back to it. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's I'm I've do you know what as soon as this podcast is done i'm jumping straight back into it i'm so I'm, I'm, I'm so hyped right now it's unreal i'm getting like i'm getting like second grade hype now i need to jump back in
0: <laughs> well we'll start we'll start to rein it in no no pun intended um oh, yeah oh wow let's, that
1: was yeah.
0: <laughs> so i want to uh let's move to something a bit lighter then so um so side activities in this game there's so much to do it's a huge sprawling open world you can hunt there's table games there's treasure hunting what's been Mm. your favorite activity to do on the side just just to kind of waste time and get lost in the uh
1: finding dogs and patting them (laughs) (laughs) i've I've literally just been finding dogs tasseling them. so basically right so yeah my 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 girlfriend is like a huge she's a dog fanatic like she loves she loves dogs she lives she lives in another country she lives in germany Mm -hmm. but um we, every time I, she knew I got the game. She, she mm-hmm. urged me not to buy Red Dead because she found mm-hmm. out about how many dogs were in it. And you're not <laughs> even, you're not, you're not even gonna play the game. You're just going to stop by every farm. If every time you see a dog, you're just going to yeah. be patting the dogs and all the rest of it. Anyway. So I, and, and you know, you can, you know, you can, um, you hold L2 and you press R1 to study the animal and, and yes. load it into your compendium.
0: Yes, I've been doing I, um, a lot of that lately.
1: Literally, same, yeah. And uh, I've been doing it on like every dog, and I found I found out there's like there's like 15 breeds of dog in this game. It's, yeah, I, I dude, I've never seen anything like it. Like, it's
0: funny too to see how old old these breeds are too. I mean, uh, I'm seeing yeah. a lot of breeds that aren't common nowadays. You know, clearly you're not going to see all of these uh, these um, golden doodles and all of these. Um, I mean, you're not going to see like, a, you're not see like a,
1: a French bulldog just yeah, running down the exactly. road, are you? It's, it's right. not, not going to be like that. Yeah,
0: they're very old, old timey dogs. So it's it's cool to see the, the history yeah. of these animals. They've, they've, done, they've
1: done their research.
0: Absolutely, they have. Yeah, I've been enthralled with playing dominoes in this game. I don't I know why. I haven't played the game yet. So I, it's such, I mean, again, it's part of just sl- like slowing down, like, you know, petting the dogs and taking a moment to like slow down and live this person's life so you know you you go through these missions and all of these crazy things happen and then you return to camp and you're like i just want to chill for a second sit down at the table play some dominoes it teaches you how to play all of these table games too which is nice yeah. so if you don't have i didn't have any experience playing dominoes so they give you a quick little tutorial and you play and you jump right in but you know you can bet money on there and and play and i found that i'm playing dominoes or i'll go sit at the at the parlor and play blackjack or poker or whatever right? yeah same. Going on I there? I've,
1: I've had a few game. i've had a few card games and I, i've I've jumped into like five finger filet a few times yeah i jumped but, in um, and
0: tried that too it's pretty oh, crazy. dude
1: i'm always terrified like i have to <laughs> Me too. I, I i keep thinking i'm just gonna like cut every like every finger like it's <laughs> yeah. just like, how do they play that game with honestly like, like any sense of like confidence. I I, right? I don't get I don't get it. I don't get Everybody's it. all liquored up too, so I'm like, God, oh. I,
0: how did how did these people not have all of their fingers cut off, you know, at some point? Yeah, Just from it's the crazy. they were doing. Uh I do want to also point out too the hunting and fishing in this game and how intricate they are. Um I've been I I, you know, there's hunting's not anything new to video games. I think probably one of the best examples of hunting is uh is the Far Cry series. Personally, they do a great job of uh making the hunting feel realistic, and this game's no different um there's but there's so much more detail with the quality of animals, and you mentioned earlier the the degradation of the actual animals after you kill them uh I think they could have spun this off and just made an entire sixty dollar game of just going out into this western uh i'm pretty sure yeah united states and and just hunt and fish because it's so detailed. You know, the level of um, of uh, detail with the the quality of the pelts, you know, the different animals, the where you actually shoot them on their body. If you hit vital organs or not, it, it affects the quality of the animal's uh, pelt or carcass that you bring back to town. Um, there's, clear you know, crafting stuff that you can do and you have to get really high quality pelts to do that. So you have to take into account the weapon you use, you know, the, the how far away you are, if the animals can smell your scent coming then they can they, they will run like there's so much uh, detail in the hunting itself have you done much uh hunting or fishing in the
1: game yeah i, I i've done a, i've done a fair bit i mean i was focusing on the story and progressing that quite a bit yeah but just recently i've kind of slowed it down a little bit i'm doing a few like side bits yeah and i've just i've just realized that um quick tip i don't know if you know this but if you if you hunt like a deer or any other like mammal or any other thing in water and you kill it in water. Um, the quality will go down instantaneously.
0: Oh, that um, happened and, to me. And I, and I wondered why, yeah. and it was with an alligator too, which I was like, wait, you live in the water. Yeah. Why did you
1: yeah. 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 Uh... So I mean, I was, I was, I was hunting a deer and it was yeah. in, it was like on a beach, mm-hmm. um, just going, or not like a beach, but like on a shore around one of the lakes. Mm-hmm. And if, if I'd killed it there, before it jumped into the sea and took its carcass and skin and all the rest of it, the quality probably would have been a lot better because it was a good shot. I did a good shot. It went straight in the head. and yeah. I was like, it, you know, the body was perfect. And I yeah. was just like, okay, that would have been that would have been great. However, the deer started running. Once it smelt me, it went into the sea. Oh. And then I, I, I shot it in the head when it was in the sea. And then it fell. The whole body just fell into the lake. And yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, whatever. The game isn't gonna be that detailed. How wrong was I? <laughs> and then and then and then <laughs> I jump I jump into the lake, I pull him out, and I get him on the back and there's literally water dripping off it and everything. Oh, and my and, and, and you know, if you look carefully in the corner, there's like three stars next to the animal and to, yeah. to show yeah. you to show you kind of like the rareness, how quality you know, the quality of it and all the rest of it. Yeah. It was it was just a one star and I was like, Oh come oh, wow. on, like and, and and it said it was in poor condition, I couldn't right. sell it. I literally went to the local town and sold. I, I I was chasing this thing for like five minutes, 10 minutes, <laughs> yeah. and I sold it for like 10 cents. So I was like, this is just a waste of my time.
0: Right? Oh, my yeah. gosh. One it's thing detailed. that I, it, it really is. One thing I just found out, too, that the, the game didn't explain very well, that little star system for them, the one star, two star, three star, I thought yeah. that that was like rarity of the animal. It's actually the quality of that animal itself. It's quality, so, yeah. Yeah, because I noticed there's the same two deer could be standing next to each other and one's a two-star and one's a three-star. Mm-hmm. And then if you kill the the three-star one in a in a good way, uh, successfully, if you will, then you're going to have a perfect quality pelt. You know, if you kill the two-star one, it's going to be just good quality uh, if it's a good kill. And of course, you can kill an animal poorly and wreck the the quality of the pelt too, but... Um, I I've been focusing more on finding good quality animals to hunt instead of just hunting the first animal I see. Cause then yeah, you're yeah. going to net a much bigger profit off of the, uh, the better quality ones.
1: Yeah. I feel that it's, it's, it's difficult though. It's, it's, we go back to the original question at the start of the topic. Like it's, it's a, it's a patience thing. Yeah. Like if, if you've got the patience to kind of get off your horse for a bit mm-hmm. and just kind of walk around the woods and just kind of see what you can find. But it's, It's, it's realism, like, like nothing I've really ever seen before. I mean, it it was, it was great in, I keep circling back to horizon zero dawn, but these Mm -hmm. two games, these two games are actually a lot similar than you think. Mm -hmm. Like they, on the outside, you know, they're very different games, but when it comes to the hunting and and things like that, I've noticed they are quite similar. And, um. And I I had the same problem with, with horizon, obviously horizons a little bit more, it's a little bit more fast paced. You know, you can run around and you can hunt things kind of as, as you were, but with Mm -hmm. red dead, I've noticed if you want to catch like a really high grade animal, um, you have to put the time in. Yeah, you you have to, you have to put the effort in. And, uh, I think, you know, some people will love that. Some people won't, I mean, I, I dig it myself. I don't mind it, but, um, I think once the game's done. Like the the story, I think I'll jump. I think I'll jump into it a lot more and start mm-hmm. using using hunting as a way of upgrading.
0: Yeah, and it, and the nice thing is it's all optional. So I mean, you can do it. There's a couple story missions that will guide you through it to teach you how to do it. You know that are mandatory, but uh, everything from there once you kind of learn it, you're you get to choose your own adventure, which is what I really like. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely. So, it's it's open
1: ended, and that's mm-hmm. I think that's what people want from a from a from yeah. an open Rockstar game.
0: Absolutely. And another thing that this game is full of is extremely detailed systems. So, is there anything that you understand now in the game that you wish you knew from the beginning that might help somebody that's just starting
1: out? I think the one thing that I didn't really notice until like maybe a couple of missions ago is the fact that you can like clean your gun. Yeah. Like (laughs) I, I, I knew, I knew, I knew about cleaning your gun. I heard about it, but I didn't really do it. I I pushed it to the back of my mind. And I was doing some, and then I realized that like, you know, he, he wasn't reloading as fast Mm -hmm. and he wasn't, he wasn't kind of, his aim was kind of off a bit and like the damage being inflicted wasn't as great as it was when it was clean. Yeah. And then I had a look at the gun and the the gun, the gun was a mess. The gun looked like it'd been drugged, you know, dragged through a muddy puddle. Like it was, it was, I had to kind of clean it a bit and kind Mm of take care of it and then, you know, improve the quality. I think yeah. that, that system is, is impressive. Yeah. Um, also the whole taking, like looking after your horse, I love mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. like going to the stables, y- you know, kind of upgrading the horse, kind of all the items that you can put on the horse
0: Yeah. So actually, neat. actually,
1: actually improves like the quality of how the horse handles and how it's, it's unreal. Like the, like actually brushing the horse, like improves the stamina. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, that's it. That's a, I'm running out of words, honestly, to, to, describe, <laughs> to how, describe how, 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 you, how you do little things. Like, right. Well, when they were sat in the boardroom, right, at Rockstar, and they were kind of like, oh, yeah, like, what features should we add? There must have been like some dude at the back of the office just put his hand up and he's like, yeah. So, so what, what if you like brush the horse and it improves <laughs> the stamina? Like, and <laughs> could you imagine like the looks?
2: could you imagine the
1: looks that this guy got like we're gonna add that in the game like that was a yeah just little things like that so when you're talking about like the systems it's just like just the little things really and it's just blowing my mind
0: that must be the same guy that that recommended to have the horse testicles be dynamic
1: I I think so like shrinking like shrinking and like you know getting (laughs) bigger and that like I think there was there was a, a guy on I found a clip on YouTube of a guy that is literally just like focusing on it for like <laughs> it's, it's it's like an eight minute video and like and he's, he's like doing it in like different kind of weather conditions and things like that and what changes what doesn't change and it's like you know when it's like two in the morning you're like you're lying in bed you can't really sleep and you and you wander onto like the dark side of YouTube and you're yeah. just like how did I like, get why, here why, yeah why am I watching this like you know, it's, it's, it's bad yeah.
0: Uh, one thing that I would bring up as a tip for beginners is uh, not forgetting to grab your weapons from your horse. So your horse is yep. uh, integral to story missions and uh, a lot of the game is, is focused around your relationship with your horse, uh, but your horse also keeps all of your weapons on you, um, which is a lot more realistic than somebody just having six rifles on them at, at all time. You know, a bow and arrow, five pistols, like normal video games where you can hot swap on the go. Um, you can't do that in this game again because of uh, realism. so they they expect that you store that stuff on your horse and get it before the mission. So uh, nothing's worse than running into a mission and realizing that you left your rifle back on your horse and, now you have to get up close personal with these guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I've noticed it so many times, but I've noticed myself every time I leave camp or every time I, I start a trek to a mission, I always L1, look at the wheel and see what I have. Yeah, Like, I've never done that in a game before. I've mm-hmm. kind of always kind of jumped in and just, you know, hoped that my inventory will deal with it. Mm-hmm. But But this time I'm really taking care, like, what medicines do I have? What, yeah, um, yeah. what food do I even have? You know, mm-hmm. just like, just in case I need like a little kick, like halfway through a mission just to kind of help me,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, just little things, yeah. weapons. Yeah. Like you said, ammunition, make sure everything is topped up, stocked up, ready to go. Yeah. It's just, it's just a constant evolution.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we could talk about game at length for hours on end. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you want to get, get back to playing, uh, as do I. Yeah. So we'll, we'll go ahead and bring it to a close here. <laughs> Matt, thanks again for joining me today and chatting about the game.
1: Oh, you're welcome, man. Anytime, I'm, uh, I'm thankful that you let me on for, for a second time. I mean, the first time was great. We had our technical issues. The second time was, uh, the second time was uh, thoroughly enjoyable, so thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah,
0: of course. So where can folks keep up with you online? Uh,
1: so, yeah, just like I said in the first uh, episode I was on, it's super basic. So it's just at Matt Jeffrey. Um, that's J-E-F-F-R-A-Y for Jeffrey, and that's on... Twitter, and Instagram.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again, Matt. And if you have any questions for the show, email me at the email address hello at inyourelementpodcast.com. I'll answer your questions on the next episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast service you use to listen to In Your Element. And take a moment to drop a five-star review on iTunes or in the Apple Podcast app as it helps with discoverability for the show. And also a reminder to visit patreon.com slash inyourelement and support at any level to receive bonus episodes early, gain access to the In Your Element Discord server, be eligible for giveaways, attend patron hangouts, and more. Until next time, see you later, Elementalists.